My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey, bloggers. As promised, we're going to talk a little bit more about sales effort for bloggers today, and specifically how you can increase sales, whether it's for your own products, for your affiliate partners, maybe for you at this moment, right now, today, the sale is just somebody clicking through on your newsletter to read your content. So how can you use newsletters to increase sales? And the truth is, it's really not that big a secret. Although, come closer, I'm going to tell you, it's connection. Connection is everything. We know from several studies that potential customers that feel a connection with the people they're buying from are 36 to 52%. So one third to one half more likely to buy and to spend more money. So if you have multiple ways for people to purchase from you or multiple products, then they're more likely to buy when there is a connection. One of the most important things that people forget especially as we panic about falling RPMs or falling traffic or a crazy economy. One of the things that we forget about when it comes to building connection, building relatability, building trust is to pace ourselves. It's so important that we work on the relationship before we work on the sale. And that's why I encourage people to begin building their list immediately before they even have a product for sale. Build your list, work on the connection, show some value, build a reputation for yourself, not just as a brand in your city or your your particular niche, but with a person, with a single person. That person might've been with you for two years. They might've been with you for two days. Pace yourself. Don't start out by sending an email where you're selling your product immediately. Offer as much value as you possibly can before you ever ask for a dime. And I think a newsletter is a beautiful way, an easy way to do that. And that's why I've been sending a newsletter for, I guess, almost a decade, every single week. Used to be on Mondays, then it was on Fridays, now it's on Tuesdays might change the day of the week, uh, but we do it every week, almost without fail. And when I, oftentimes when I talk about sending a newsletter, people have different ideas in their head about what that is. For some people, it's um, a list of articles that they have on their site. It might be the most popular articles. It might be the articles that uh, just came out uh, most recently might be the articles that are most popular for that week of the month or that month of the year. Uh, And it tends to just be like a a laundry list. Most article or most newsletters that I see from bloggers are just that. And it used to be a while back, people were just creating a, a newsletter on the fly with their RSS feed. That was the newsletter that went out. And luckily now they're taking the time to uh, actually craft it, make it a little more presentable, more beautiful, more thoughtful about the articles that they're putting in there. But I think there's one 
particular piece of the newsletter that's consistently being left out. You ready for that? It's the letter part of the newsletter. You're focusing on the news part of the newsletter, we're forgetting the letter part of the newsletter. And that letter part of the newsletter is where the connection's built. So what I want to talk to you today, uh, or talk about specifically, to increase your sales with your newsletter is how to increase connection with your audience when you're sending your newsletter. So I've got a freebie on my site if you haven't downloaded already. It's uh, it's on lesliepeterson.com. You can head over there. You can look in the show notes for lesliepeterson.com. If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a freebie for 52 newsletter connection prompts. So when you sign up for that, you're going to get for free my 52 prompts. They're all uh, sorted by month. There's four, uh, four to five for each month of the uh, each. Sorry, each week uh, by month, and you'll get a video where I explain how to use those prompts. But what I want to do is talk to you a little bit more in depth than that video, maybe about how to use them, how I've used them recently, how I would use them in different niches. And hopefully, even if you don't want to download it, if you just want to take a few uh, points from this um, this episode and use them for your next newsletter, I'd love to hear back from you about how it worked, how it felt. I'm guessing it's not going to feel uh, easy, comfortable, natural right away, but I think you'll get there. I think you'll get to the point where you're like me and you just love sending that newsletter every week if you can build that relatability factor into it. So I um, I remember once a long time ago, I think I want to say it was Kate Doster, but it might not have been. I heard a podcast where somebody said, as a tip for building the letter, part of the newsletter, they said, as you're writing, pick some really non-exciting event thing that happened to you this week and apply it to the piece of content that you want to promote. So that's what I did this week when I sent out my newsletter. One of the most uneventful things that was kind of shocking to me this week is is that I was looking through my Google Analytics. And if you're listening to this later, it's actually the second week of September right now. But my number one post, like for weeks and weeks and weeks, has been a Christmas post. And I'm thinking to myself, good grief, like I am not, I'm not even ready for fall yet. It was 90 degrees when I was looking at that. So that's what I applied to my newsletter this week. My, I think the subject line was something like, uh, is Costco a bad influence on you? And I talked to them about how we see all these Christmas, this Christmas stuff going up in the big box stores like Target and Costco, but we haven't even started celebrating fall yet. (laughs) And I said, like, let's embrace some fall. And I made some reference to me drinking a pumpkin spice latte. But, um, and in that, I used that to introduce two pieces of fall content that I wanted to share with the readers. So that was one example. So you don't even need my download if you want to use that example or that technique. Think about something uneventful happening in your life. What did you do? What did you think about? What did you remember? What weird kind of thing happened to you when you were out and about? And apply that to, you know, think of a story, a way to connect that event with the article that you want to share. 
But if that's not working for you, or you need a little extra help uh, to push you toward um, crafting that connection piece, then you can use some of the prompts that I have. So one of the prompts that I suggest was the first time I blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking about, okay, how are some ways that I would use this right now in the fall on my hyperlocal travel blog? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was backpacking because I love hiking in the fall. So I could say the first time I went backpacking was at Panther Creek Falls, blah, 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 blah. And I could share a story about that trip or that location if I had that information. Or I could say something like, I haven't been back there yet, but this is a great place to go backpacking or hiking or something like that. And I could share something there. I could also take a completely different stance with it. I could say, the first time I went backpacking was a disaster <laughs> and XYZ happened. You know, that we left the hammock straps or we didn't have enough, you know, we didn't pack enough food or this leak happened or rained or whatever which is exactly why I recommend glamping this time of year. So then I could share a list of glamping places or why I recommend skipping the, you know, skipping a backpacking trip and heading to the spa if that was what I wanted to share. So this is just kind of an example of how I would play up that prompt for the first time. Another, I'm trying to think of some examples or ideas from for other niches. One of the other prompts in there is, um, have you ever made this mistake? So, and when I was looking at that, it reminded me of this Thanksgiving where my brother-in-law was over and he was enjoying Thanksgiving. I'll leave it at that. And he um, was, we had, it was actually the day after Thanksgiving, I think, because we had already used the hot uh, grease, you know, to fry the turkey. And we were doing like a fish fry the next day uh, with some onion rings and he grabbed this clear, I, have, I keep all of uh, the staples in the house in these clear Tupperware-esque containers. And uh, he pulled it down. It was this white powdery stuff. Started, you know, rolling, put some salt and pepper in there and rolling the onion rings and deep fried the onion rings. And we were eating them and we were like, this just tastes weird. And uh, he had... <laughs> Instead of grabbing the flour to bread the onions, he grabbed the confectioner sugar. I had a bulk amount of it because it was the holidays. And um, so anyway, so that might be a fun way to introduce a recipe that includes confectioner sugar or includes flour or includes onions, or maybe it's a Thanksgiving kind of recipe. Uh, one of the other prompts is um, about this, you know, telling them about an award that you once won. So I was thinking to myself, like, I don't really want a lot of awards, but one award I do remember <laughs> was when I was six years old, I won a bicycle decorating contest. I had the best bike. I was on the military base. And so it was, I think it was the 4th of July. And um, I had the best decorated bike, and I guess for six-year-olds. So where could I go with this? Well, if it was the Atlanta blog, I would probably at that point share where to go biking, all the bike trails, opposed to have on bike trails. But if you are a food blogger, you can talk about how that inspired you to write a cake decorating post and share that with them. 
Or if you're a parenting blogger, you can say, you know, bike decorating is just one of 50 ideas that I have in this post about things you can do with kids over summer. Um, if you're a gardener, you can I talk about how I don't, it wasn't sunflowers that I had taped to my handlebars. It was some other flower, but you can say, you know, I had flowers taped to my handlebars and here's, you know, information about growing that particular flower. If you're a financial planning blogger, you might say about that, well, I, you know, the check I won wasn't huge. I won a $25 check for that award. Uh, but here's how I would invest $25 today or $250 or something like that. So there's lots of different ways to use the connections, regardless of what industry you're in. And it really does just play off the same concept that I learned long ago about that kind of non-exciting thing that happened to you. It could have been something that an award that you won that week or a mistake you made that week or the first time you did something that week. But you can also just look back in your life and relay those incidences to people. And what's so fun about it is that people reply back and they tell you about an award they won or about how they were in a bicycle decorating contest, but the contest, but they didn't win. Or they went on a backpacking trip that was a complete disaster also. Or, you know, they would, sometimes you'll even get people who say, I would never mix up flour and confectioner sugar. And you would say, well, maybe if you had as many margaritas as we did, you might, but, uh, at any rate, it's just a really great way to share about you in an unintrusive way um, and build that relatability and, re and connection with your audience, but also relate the story to the post that you want to share. And then it doesn't seem like an accident and it doesn't seem like uh, you're off pace. It seems like, you know, this is just a moment that I want to share with my friends and that's you guys. And here it is. So when the time comes to have a discussion about a partner that you need to share or a product that you want to sell, and it doesn't seem so out of the blue, and it, it folds right easily into the conversation. And that's what I would hope for you. So I hope that you will keep sending out an email if you're, or a newsletter if you're doing that now, that you will get consistent about sending your newsletter if you're not doing that already, that you would send a newsletter if you haven't started yet. Make that a priority this week. It's so important. Get a lead magnet on your site. Begin sending a regular newsletter. Use the connection prompts in the download. They're free. Use those connection prompts to help you with all of those letters and work on slowing your pace before you ask for something from your audience. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.